No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, guys and gals, this is Smash Tower of Con Air Radio, and we are ready for our next interview, and it is my neighbor here at the uh, Sabotin Convention, um, Elizabeth, and we're going to have you tell us a lot more about what you do, because we know we start, you started out in cosplay, but now you're kind of doing more of the author thing. Right. So, um, basically, my cosplay name was Kaylee Knight. I started cosplaying back in 2006. Um, I placed in a lot of um, anime conventions, AX, um, and um, several other ones way back in the day, um, Long Beach as well. Um, and then um, over the years, I had some kids, um, got married, you know, just there was. Um, that I usually to, slows things yeah, down. It does, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so um, during that time, I took a break from cosplay, and then I occasionally cosplayed at BlizzCon. I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Um, but during the time of um, the birth of my twins, I started writing a lot. Um, I used to write prior to that fan fiction, World of Warcraft fan fiction, um, a lot of poetry, a lot of short stories. Um, I always had a bright imagination. I also draw. So I, when I would draw these characters, I had a lot of stories for them. So. Over the years, I had this one particular story in my heart um, ever since 1998. And I felt like it was that time to start writing that story that I've had in my heart for that many years. So in 2016, I just, one day after I put the kids to bed, I just start writing and writing. And, and here I am um, on my third book now. <laughs> and they're not small. Yeah, the first book is um, two, two, um, 213,000 words, which is um, very typical of um, close to like a Brandon Sanderson or George R. R. Martin. Um, the second book is 230,000 words, and this book I'm doing is 260,000 words. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Like, I give massive props to people who can put out books like that because I've been writing fanfic since I was like 13, and that's as far as I've ever gotten. I've never gotten past the AO3 fanfic.net stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's uh, it was one of those things where you know I I felt like it was on my life. Like, if I had to die tomorrow, what would I leave behind? And I felt like this was the thing I wanted to leave behind as my legacy is the story. So. That's cool. And Thank you. That that's absolutely amazing that you have that because again, not a lot of people make it past that that first step. Um, I I am curious though, like how are how has it been managing you know raising your kids as well as managing this lifestyle and writing all these books? Like I I genuinely want to know how because just thinking about it, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. <laughs> and yeah. you you don't look at all exhausted, so I'm trying to figure out what, what secret you have. Oh, man. Um, I thank you for thinking that I don't look exhausted. My eyes hurt so bad. Like, I just want to fall asleep right now. But um, during when my kids were younger, um, I got them really on a, a good schedule, like napping, feeding, whatever. So it, 
I was able to sneak in the time during the naps. As I got older, it was a lot harder. So I'd wake up at 4 a.m. before the whole house woke up and I'd write for at least two hours. So I made sure um, five days a week, Monday through Friday, I'd wake up and get that couple hours in. Some days Saturday, um, I, my, me and my husband had a deal. Once a month, I'd have a whole Saturday just to write and he'd have a whole Saturday to do whatever he wanted as an exchange just to like kind of have a free moment away from the kids. Um, although not so much this last year, but um, so Saturdays is more of a family day now, but I try to get as much done Monday through Fridays as I can. Yeah. Yeah, hats off to you for being able to juggle all that and Thank still you. manage, you know, what you love doing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that the cosplay, the BlizzardCon cosplay, I mean, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I still would like to go to that one, BlizzardCon. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what, um, I used to do, like I said, a lot of anime cons, and the first BlizzCon I went to, I was, like, blown away. Um, the cosplay is really good, but like the people um, are the community is really good too. Um, I'm a big gamer, so I felt like it was kind of my niche. Although I like anime and stuff, I, I just I felt like since I played a lot of Warcraft, I was like, you know, that's my home kind of. Yeah. So I understand that all yeah. too well. I've been hordes since day one. Oh, okay, I'm <laughs> Alliance. Alliance. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm outnumbered here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm Alliance, so yeah, I'd be just picking off. I'd pick you <laughs> off from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been a I've been a troll druid since day one. So nice. I've always gotten DPS build. <laughs> nice. I was a human warlock for many many years, and then I did the night elf priest thing. So night elf hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm tempted to play through Alliance just because of the new races they come out with sure. that you have to do with all the quests and all that, and they look really interesting. So I might bite the bullet and give Alliance a shot, but yeah, at, at an arm's length. I tried Horde. I I did actually go back um, and do the horde thing up until level 20 um, but then I was like I just I really liked my alliance and then I did a thing where I changed you know the race change or a lot um, the faction change right. I did do that for one summer and I just I, I felt so wrong in my heart and I had to go back <laughs> so I did I, the blood elf I switched okay. to a blood elf yep. and I was a night elf before so it was a big ex you know yes. just a big jump for yep. me yep. yeah me too. No, it's, it, it's interesting, especially with the new X-Pack coming out. You know what? I, I'll, I'll have to be honest. I haven't played in a few years, um, again, with the kids and the family and the writing. Um, but I've been wanting to play, um, again, as a lot of the new stuff looks... I, I love the lore. I'm a huge lore nerd. Oh, yeah. And so I would read, like, all the novels of the Warcraft from way long time ago. Um, I love the War of the Ancients trilogy. Um, I love... That's why I wanted to play Alliance. I love the Night Elf lore and the human lore. So yeah, it's they all have fascinating. Oh lore. yeah, definitely. But I've been I've been with Senjin, uh -huh. and then when Vulcan came around, it's like no, nope, I have to go my yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Which it's it's crazy that we have Vulcan's actor here this weekend. Oh like, oh, you know what? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, the the voice actor for Vulcan is here. Oh okay. He I'm also did see. some uh, Walking Dead stuff. But, nice. Um, no, he, he's here. I got to talk oh, to him yesterday. Right. He's he a really there. nice guy. Okay, I'm going to have to go check him out. Yeah, he's over at the uh, the actor's walk. He's actually okay. the far, far end of this last corridor. Okay. I think he's the last one in the signing booth area. All right. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did notice that that he did World of Warcraft. I did. I didn't even put two and two together for that. But <laughs> yeah. no, I, I saw the name, and my my wife had a heart attack because yeah. the utter shriek of joy I let out apparently woke up the cats and everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Um, so out of, out of all the cosplays and stuff that you've done, which do you think would be your your love child? Like your your mo- your project you're most proud of? Oh. It's hard to say because I have a couple favorites that I feel there are different aspects of my personality. Um, I'd say I think the one that fits me the most though is Alia the Huntress from Skyrim. Um, okay, I yeah, did that. I, see it. <laughs> I, I definitely um, I got a lot of hits on um, Reddit. I got 14,000 upvotes for my um, Reddit when I released it. Um, actually this year, I've, I had the photos forever, but I never joined Reddit until recently. So I just dropped it on there and people went crazy on it. And I felt um, I, I felt like it suited my character most, so yeah. Yeah, always a good choice. Skyrim's always fun. To yes, oh, I love that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen some of your stuff, and I have to give you massive props. I cannot do armor builds to save my life. I hate building armor so much. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what? I'll have to say, I like armor, and I don't like sewing. Um, sewing, I'll do it, but... She's the seamstress. <laughs> yeah, oh, she can sew all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I love sewing, but when it comes to working with, like, Warbler and EVA and stuff, yeah. I, I get so impatient so fast. Right. I'll just throw it in the air and be like, nope, I'm done. I quit. You know, we'll trade. I, I, will, totally, I will totally trade with you. Okay. I will do all of your sewing. Okay, and I'll do some props for you. Sounds good. Get we'll work this yeah. out later on. Uh-huh. <laughs> my wife's got the Juki for it, the, the commercial Juki. Oh, that's Things, awesome. It's like two, 300 pounds yeah. of just pure engine. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's scary when you think of a sewing machine actually needs its own transmission. Oh. <laughs> Oil I mean, pan and all. With the amount of cosplays that a lot of us put out throughout the year, though, it would be really handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually talked to her about trying to do some of that stuff, but it mostly I think it's too elaborate. She just doesn't yeah. want to get into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That is totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> that and she's retired now, and she's like, I'm done. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, want to do it for anybody else. Yeah. So with all your writing projects you have coming up, is there any uh, particular project you have coming up that you're more excited about than the others maybe? Like whichever writing, uh, whichever the book you're working on that's kind of becoming a little bit more of a favorite to work on? You know what? So I'm um, I'm just writing one book right now, but there's so many different characters within the book. It's multiple point of views. Similar to like Game of Thrones, you follow the different characters yeah. with the different stories. But there are characters that actually surprised me that I thought I would hate writing or never thought would actually have a part but they ended up having a role um i usually write um all adults in my fantasy because it's an adult fantasy but there was um a a kid i i introduced in the last book as kind of like um, a powerful weapon and i actually like writing about him he's a young boy with a power and he is plagued by nightmares but yet he's a sweet boy outside of him having these horrible dreams and i actually really I didn't think I would like writing about kids, like, because I, I don't know, I just not into that, but he turned out to be a surprise for me, so. See, she used the word, like Game of Thrones. I was about to say, so you kill him off every 10 seconds? I do. I, there are characters that are not safe. 
I, so, I, I hated know. that. I started watching that, and I'm like, oh, I like, oh, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, like, oh, I no, saw my wife gone. trying to watch the first episode, and she was like, oh, Jean B, I love him. Maybe he'll live this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, yeah. honey. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 No, no, they're all yeah. gone. Ned, Ned has a great character arc, trust me. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was so sad about Rob. I love Rob. Oh, he that, was like my honey. I almost stopped watching after that. I'm not going to lie, I, because yeah. it hurt. I See, know. I, I quit watching when they killed off Jon Snow. And I'm sitting there going, they killed him off. And then brought him back, surprise. what, a yeah, day, and a, a, a day yeah. later? Or, you know, he's like, boom, I'm yeah. back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I, I'm a little upset with how they ended the end of the series. Everybody, but everybody is. Given the fact that he hasn't even brought the next book yet, right. they had to work with what they had. Yes, I feel you, yep. But the strong rumor is there is a Jon Snow series yes. coming out. I did hear about that. And there was... Yay, no, it's not. Yay, no, it's not. Yay, okay, maybe. Yay. All right, yes, there is one coming. <laughs> right. It's so. like House of the Dragon, though. People thought that was rumors for so long. Yes, yeah. Which, that one is coming along so well. Yeah. I haven't even had a chance to see it I haven't it yet. seen it yet. I saw it only in the first episode. I, I haven't watched more. Um, I've been watching The Crown. I'm really into British royalty shows. I so. understand all too well. I'm currently rewatching uh, Downton Abbey for oh, the 50th oh, time. Oh, I love Downton Abbey. Love Downton Abbey, yes. Uh-huh. That's one of my future cosplays. I want to I really want to oh. cosplay as uh, Mr. Carson. Oh, that would be awesome. I love Mr. Carson. He's like the best. He had honestly out of all of them, he had my favorite character arc out of every single yes. one of them. Yes. I, I you know, I can't I liked, um, was it Violet? or oh, yeah. yeah. She's like my favorite just because she has so many good one- one-liners, you know? She so, really does. They don't give yeah. her enough credit. No, they don't. So. Yeah, no. BBC is my downfall. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. There have been a couple of shows on the, the BBC that I really did like. One came out, uh, it was similar to one they had here. It was like tiny homes uh, here, but over there it was... Uh, uh, floating homes. They did a bunch of floating homes on the uh, the little. Uh, what do you want to call them? They don't call them rivers because they're uh, the canals. Canals, yeah. They're huh. all built up on the huh. canals, and they were doing all these different little homes. And I loved it because I knew the synopsis, but at the same time, hearing it with a British accent was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it makes sense, more sense now. Yeah. Look at it, that sounds interesting. Yes, that does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they were doing, you know, it's like, okay, these these guys are putting it in a, in a pond over, you know, over here, and it's really close to this community, and you know, it's, and then uh, the ones that were actually on the canals to where you're back to back to back to back, yeah, uh, of the different little uh, ones were barges, and then ones were actually constructed. So it was right. kind of an interesting where you could see them. The barge ones blew me away, baby, because your house is literally no more than eight feet across, but, you know, 40 feet this way. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah, got to go back. You know, the bathroom just happens to be at the other end. So you got to go, oh, I got to get to the bathroom. And yeah. Climb I, over I here. could not do that. I'm way too claustrophobic. Yeah. I've seen those tiny houses, and I know they're super cheap, but yeah. I need my space. <laughs> I, I don't mind if it was just me, but anyone else, I'm the same way. I'm like, you got to get out of my business. Yeah. You know, yeah, like... like me, it's my wife and, yeah. I, and our three cats. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way in heck that any of those tiny homes would work. Yeah. Now, oh, see, no. I had a friend that, that bought a bus okay. and converted his bus, That's and it was cool. him, his wife, 
one kid and two Doberman pinchers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, no, a that's bit crowded. That's yeah. a little That's yeah. a little much. Yeah, no, if, I, if, I, if I can't turn around without knocking over my cup of coffee, we have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's right. Uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like seeing some of the, that, I used to watch the, the, the YouTube channels where they actually showed, okay, they've created this, and you know, now they've got these motorhome buses that have an actual upstairs. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen, uh, who was it? Uh, 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 Will Smith. Will Smith has a double-decker oh, really? uh, bus for when he did movies. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, it I was... I like that for cons, because yeah. I fit like half my cosplay in there. That's yeah, right. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. yeah. I say half because I do very proud heavy cosplays usually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just seeing some of the things they do. it, and, and I do... That's one of the things I like. I've seen so many of these shows here in the U.S., but when you try to get onto the BBC now, that you can turn around going, okay, now I can see, you know, they, they have their version of it. Yeah. And, you know, their tiny homes. Uh, the one on tiny homes was not actually tiny homes, but it was a... Uh, um, tiny getaways or something like that but okay. so they, they converted um, one converted an old uh, fire engine oh wow and made it into a, a little home one okay. took a, a mm -hmm. little van and made it into a little home that one was just way too small yeah. I'm like oh my god where <laughs> I mean okay my feet are on the steering wheel I'm sleeping now <laughs> yeah that's a little too much yeah. that's a little too tight for me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> agreed even yeah. the fire engine one I turned around going that's a fire engine yeah <laughs> You gotta come over here and see ours then. I mean, because right. yeah. you know, their fire engine was like half the width and uh, a third of the length of our fire engines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. No, thank you. That's, yeah. that's, I need my space. That's not, that's not okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to put two of them together and just drive them side by side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we works, go. It works, but <laughs> yeah. you're, you're sacrificing a lot there. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, so you've recently moved, so you're, yes. you're no longer over in the SoCal now you're over here in Arizona correct uh-huh and what brought you here um pretty much um don't say Greg because I, I know that the, no. that's a big draw but it wasn't Greg <laughs> um, my husband and I were thinking about moving out of state for many years okay the taxes um, are extremely high in California and the cost of living mm -hmm. um, and it got harder to raise a family and just make ends meet as far as you know just just making sure um I'm not saying we had a hard time paying bills but it's it's easier out here well yeah um on a family you know so even the gas prices here are that's uh, right california yep. is the one place in the country the gas prices are higher in arizona Six, seven, <laughs> yeah and and they had yeah yeah between between um the gas tax and there's so many other little taxes it all adds up so um yep. it was a smart move for us plus it's easy to go back and visit friends because it's not too far away like like it's a four-hour drive to five hours-ish um, where we were in SoCal. Um, we were in the Riverside area, which is getting toward um, the desert, you know. So. Well, see, I was born in California. Oh, okay. And I vowed never to go back if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where were you born at? Uh, Oceanside. Okay, all right. Uh, I was actually born a Marine, a Camp okay. Pendleton Marine base. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was actually born in uh, Minnesota, but I moved out in like... What part? Um, uh, the Twins, well, Twin uh, technically I went to college in the Twin Cities, but I don't know if you know Marine on St. Croix or Stillwater. Oh, yeah. yes. my, my great aunt, may, may she rest in peace, she worked at Nice until they closed. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet uh, Minerva? Um, no, I haven't. She was their hostess for the longest time, like from the 70s until they closed a couple years ago. Really? Okay. No, I, I don't. 
I wasn't familiar. Yeah, no. Nyes was a, a cute little like uh, hole in the wall Polish restaurant. They yeah, had, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was their hostess for forever and a day. I think it went there a couple times, but I didn't really like you know get yeah, to know. Yeah, you would you would recognize her if you saw her. Cause she always wore giant big red earrings. Sure. Crazy red outfit. Sure. Always had a big old updo. It was it was insane. <laughs> nice. The yeah. Updo that would do the part there. Is, yeah. Like, you stand out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I've, I've got family all up there, and they wanted us to move up there, but we decided we were going to come to Arizona instead because we just moved here from New Mexico. So oh, okay. All right. I, I, too, understand the recently moved issue. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it feels like um, the Phoenix summers feel like the Minnesota winters. Yep. Like, I'm at that point where it's like, okay, when is it going to cool down? Because the Minnesota is like, after the New Year's, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done with the snow. When's it going to warm up? Yeah, when's it going to warm up? And now it's like, when is it going to cool down? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's when everyone, everyone should actually have a, a valley home and a Prescott home. I love that. <laughs> that way, because you get to, it's almost an exact 20 degree difference between the Valley right. and Prescott, Arizona. Right. And I keep telling my wife, if we ever make any serious money, I'm getting a piece of property up in Prescott. <laughs> I really love Crown King area. Like, I, I've, we've been up there maybe four times now, and if I had the extra money, I'd buy a plot of land up there. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had a, lo- a lot of them. It's like my friend that's up in Taylor. I would have even thought about going up there, but then virtually you have to drive anywhere for anything. Yeah. So I think yeah. that, would, that would get on my nerves reasonably quick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to be at least somewhat near civilization sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time. I mean, I can be in a cabin for a while, but not all the time. <laughs> I actually thought about buying a piece of property out in Florence. Oh, okay. Because uh, now that the jails, uh, the the prisons, clo- one of the prisons is closing down out there. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, ooh, maybe some property might pop up there. Yeah, for, there we go. Yep. Grab a nice little 40 acre prop and you know, start yeah. building it up. <laughs> yeah. Hide away. It's like, all right, I'm I'm escaping to the <laughs> desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, all right, so. We know you're a cosplayer. We know that you're into the writing books. Where can we find you on the internet? On the internet, um, I have a website. Um, it's thespectrumofmagic.com. Okay. Uh, that's my main book website. It has all the information. Um, I'm also under Linktree. Um, if you just go under K-A-O-L-I-N-I-T-E, and then under Linktree, it's right there. So that's involves spelling. I'm not good at that. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's like the mineral, it, or else if you like Sailor Moon, it's the Sailor Moon villain. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, she she was really smart. She simplified her business card by putting the QVC code on there, so you can just scan it and click. There we go. Yep. <laughs> I'm done. People are just like, I don't want to type this over and over again. Yeah. Yep. You know what? Uh, a fan of mine suggested that on my Patreon. They're like. They heard I was going to this convention. They're like, oh, you need a business card with a QR code. I was like, what? Yep. And and I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. And well, so, actually putting it on a, a like a banner or yeah. a, a poster board, yep. it makes it good so that people can just even walk by going, there yeah. we go. <laughs> I actually was thinking about doing one, but I kind of got short of um, short time, but I was yeah. going to hang one as well. So Yeah, I, I was the same thing with me. I was like, okay, I need, oh my God, do I need to yes. update my stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's a genius idea, though. <laughs> it, it is, and I need to jump on it. I've already gotten to the point where I know I need to print new business cards because of the, the, the stupid uh, Instagram thing yeah. yes. uh, to where they yeah. threw me off or banned me from one, and i got to build a new account. But anyway, I, I, I would love to put a QVC on there so that it would simplify it. Definitely. Just, yeah. 
and 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 for me it would be kind of nicer because I direct everybody to my main website. Right. So yeah. you know you can catch a little bit of the author, you can catch a little bit of the crafter, you can catch a, a, a lot of the podcasting. Yep. So got everything in the one location, which is really nice. Definitely. <laughs> That's yeah. phenomenal. So and uh, so what else do you have coming up? Um, so basically right now I'm still finalizing my third book. It's all written. I'm just revising it before I send it off to the editor. Um, so, but that takes another like eight months, you know, of all the revisions and the process and getting it all ready for print. So it won't be out till next year. During the meantime, I'm on Patreon and I've, um, building costumes every month. Um, but however, over the span of the end of this year, I'll build, be building another Skyrim costume. Ooh. I look forward to seeing that one. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely so. have to do more of the cosplay then. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, oh, and then also Red Sonia as well, too. Oh, I haven't heard that in so long. I know. But I love barbarians. <laughs> we talked about that earlier, too. I yeah, am. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's nice to know that there's other people who remember it, though. Yep. Oh, like, yes. I... The, people used to call me Beth the Barbarian or like Beth Warrior Princess at my old jobs because I'm really strong for just looking at me. Like I don't look super strong, but I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, whipping boxes across the hall, like beating people in arm wrestling. Like, and I love the whole Barbarian Conan <laughs> kind of feel like just that toughness warrior, but she's like a badass, but beautiful at the same time. Just oh, yeah. like... Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, Red Sonja is like one of my favorite comic characters. See, at my work, they, it, it's more along the Superman type thing. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it, it sounds weird, but I work at a, I move a lot of furniture. Uh -huh. So people are walking down the aisles, and here I am just reaching under a couch, and I'm just lifting it up and then scooting a little uh, a dolly <laughs> under it so yeah. I can roll it out to the next place. And the people are like <laughs> staring yeah. at me. What the heck? Cover. Yeah, yep, that's it. <laughs> then he goes, isn't that heavy? I says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I can tell when I go home and everything hurts, but I'm doing it to where it looks good. That's right. <laughs> so, well, I'm I'm really glad we had this opportunity because you've been my neighbor for the uh, yes. for this convention. We spent a lot of time talking back and forth, and it's and it's phenomenal. It's good to have the connections that we gain at these conventions, and we've had this conversation through the other two yes. interviews is how much of the connection uh, you get and the friendships and you can pretty much um, like what like I have been with you and uh, keeping an eye on yes. your booth when you step away mm -hmm. that's what happens with these guys so many of these uh, booths they'll yeah. like oh yeah just go ahead I'll, yeah. I'll keep an eye on it for you know whatever and Almost everybody's like that. Yeah. So. I really appreciate you taking the time to interview me. And it's been fun being next to you. And we still have, you know, two more days. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's been good. I've, I'm really glad to have met you. And I appreciate it. Yep. I, yeah. I, that's, what I, that's one of the main reasons why I'm here. Yes, I like everybody, I would love to make a ton of money doing this kind of sure. stuff. And anyone knows, uh, anyone that knows me, we haven't made a penny doing this because it's more of a, 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 a passion or a pleasure. Sure. Uh, and to support the conventions and the individuals. Yeah. So it's a blast. That's an awesome view. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> we'll see you again really soon. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Hey guys and gals, this is Smash Tower at Con Air Radio. We are at Sabotin. Game day two. I was gonna say game two. Game two. <laughs> game <I'm> two. <laughs>
where did game two come in? And we're gonna go a little bit behind the scenes now. We're gonna talk to Malachi. Hey <laughs> <laughs> and he says that so lightly. He's like, Hello. Sorry. No, I, I, I don't know where my voice should be because um, I just launched the uh, Kazuha concert, so I was kind of screaming. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so you, you've had your hands full. Plus, I got to witness you hosting the wonderful skit contest earlier and judging you hardcore. Oh, thank you. How'd I do? You failed. No, oh, no, I don't I, know. I, I wasn't solid there. Six. I, wasn't I give there. him a solid six. Uh, okay. Minus two points for the dad joke he made. <laughs> Minus, that should be a plus two points. It is if it's a really bad dad joke. That was a good dad joke. That's where you lost points. I don't know how to feel about that. It's contradictory, but I'll take it. It's bad. bad. You gain points if it's even worse than it it is good. (laughs) Dad jokes are not meant to be good. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'll polish that up for next year. There you go. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be judging next year. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. So so, uh, I've known you for a couple of years since we've been doing this, and I've run into you at a couple occasionally other other conventions how long well actually i should say at first how long have you been working with greg how long i've been working with greg um who a mighty long time um so my actually introduction to sabaton in general um was when it launched in 2008 i was just kind of a regular volunteer to get a free pass Um, and then I fell in love with it. I fell in love with working, and I also fell in love with getting that free pass. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, the next year, 2009, I was like, I kind of want to do a bit more. And this was um, before Greg uh, was the owner of Sabaton Con. Um, so it was my first um, introduction to being staff for that convention. And I was actually staffed under Greg in programming because that's uh, back when he ran the uh, programming department for Sabo. And I've been working with Greg ever since. So, and so good about 13 years with Greg, 14 years in general with Sabo, and we're hitting our 15 year anniversary next year. So, so you basically don't know where the been time around. Is going. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> since day one almost. Then. Essentially, there is maybe a handful of people left that have been with this convention since day one. Wow. That is cool. Not a lot of people can say that for a convention. I, I really hold it with pride. This this con is, is like a child. <laughs> it's like my child. I, I love it so much. I, I, I rue the day that if I ever have to miss a, a Sabo, it'll, it'll eat me up inside. <laughs> Which will never happen. I know you. I hope not. I really hope not. He'll, he'll break his leg in a car accident and be still hobbling along going, hey, he'll, no. <laughs> he'll still be sitting at the, at the creator's corner entrance going, uh-uh, turn around, nope, keep going. Nope. I, I told myself if my knee got worse and I ended up busting my knee, I would find a place to pick up a wheelchair and still do this. There, there you go. Give me <laughs> if you see me with a peg leg one year, then you'll know. <laughs> I'll find you a good automobile mechanic. It'll cost you an arm leg. It'll be fine. <laughs> We're going to work on that pirate cosplay now. There we go. There we go. Get, I get actually the, have one. <laughs> get that old-fashioned you know, Muppet Treasure Island Long John Silver going on there. There so, we go. Uh, funny story like I've I've dabbled in cosplay and so um, I like doing group cosplays with friends and stuff and one year we actually did Treasure Planet and oh I was, god, I love I was you. Mr. Silver <laughs> oh my god my heart it was it was fun <laughs> oh that 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 warms my heart because Treasure Planet doesn't get the love it deserves no it does not Treasure Planet and Atlantis top tier oh, Disney Atlantis is on my cosplay list that's my next one I we did Atlantis too I want to do Milo <laughs> um, we got a group together it was um Ryan Synth, she's a cosplayer from California. Um, another cosplayer named Louise from California. Um, me, 
Magic and Mischief cosplay and Amber Skies did a no Atlantis, idea who that is Atlantis group. <laughs> I was I was mole. Nice. That <laughs> you know what that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> like accurate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And it's like yeah, you kind of pop up wherever, just anywhere, and scare the crap out of people. So yeah, that I, that tracks. I do that. <laughs> I've been doing that. Last like, year was great. <laughs> I've actually been doing that a lot this year. Just sneaking yeah, no, up you scared people. the ever out of me yesterday. <laughs> Hi, remembering ah. <laughs> so, I I I gotta know like. Working with Greg and everything, what is your favorite section to work at? Like, do you prefer Creators Corner, programming, Artist Alley? Like, where's your favorite little niche to work in? Oh, my goodness. Um, probably, I don't know. It's it's hard because in this almost 15-year journey, I've kind of uh, have kind of dabbled in a little bit of every aspect of running a convention. Um, I started out in programming, so it's probably going to have to be programming. That's where I started out. That's where I first became staff. That's where I first became a director. Um, and I think technically I'm still in programming, question mark, just with, because, um, you know, with the guests I bring here, um, like, you know, not only am I recruiting them, but I'm also, you know, scheduling their programming and making sure things are good on that end. Except for a few of us that were twisting his arm this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Malachi, you know, uh, I get this idea. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 that's always fun. <laughs> Twist this twisted a bit so i think he's actually becoming the prodigy you know i, I feel like groomed. we have greg 2.0 in the works here yeah, oh I do, man I, I no do think he does that. way too much work for me <laughs> oh no don't put that on me <laughs> i mean you, you are one That's of the longest it. workers here i'm just saying uh, i'm gonna see a t-shirt i'm gonna do it <laughs> t-shirt Malik. watch watch come key Cody Con. you're, you're just gonna find a shirt on your on your desk Next to the sign that says Malachi is Daddy, that says Greg 2.0. Yep, 2.0. Yep, I and have a then, cricket. I will make this happen. And then he'll punch my arm. <laughs> and I will get it on video. It'll be great. <laughs> and that'll be the hint for the next year. This is this is what happened last. Ooh, maybe. Um, I wonder what happened if we make a big neon sign to put over his chair. Oh no, no. <laughs> blinking arrow. Yep. I'll never hear the end of it. Or you know, I'll just I'll cosplay the blinking arrow. I'll get all those like little like fairy lights they have and just walk behind Malachi with a sign that says Greg 2.0. <laughs> As I'm trying to like shush you, we like <laughs> it'll be like Navi. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, hey, Greg. Hey. <laughs> Greg's gonna be going. I think I'm being pushed out already. <laughs> I, I may end my career, but you know what? It'd be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. <laughs> if I don't survive, then I know I did it right. <laughs> that would be entertaining, though. <laughs> yeah. So, like, is obviously you work behind the scenes. You work with all of us who love to give you a headache and. But also absolutely adore you. That's an understatement. Uh, <laughs> I only had a minor migraine adore, last yeah. year. Only minor. Uh, <laughs> it was mostly Corgi's fault last year. Um, <laughs> I love you, Nicole. If you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, no, like, is there a particular story that comes to mind that, like, just a, a feel-good story about all your years that you've worked here that just kind of stands out as a moment of, hey, this is what I do, and this is the awesome product that became of it? Um, actually, a couple things come to mind. Um, first would be... Um, I also run our um, activities lounge, which is on the other side of the third floor. Um, and in there, it's anything from a little manga library where people could just chill and read manga, arts and crafts, um, games, or if they just want to, you know, take a take a break from you know all the people on the floor and just sit down, they can. Um, my 
fondest memory that kind of, you know, tugs at my heartstrings there is, um, you know, when it... <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Heart, you mentioned heartstrings, exactly. pulled out the violin. Cue, I'm, cue, I'm playing a big the, violin right now. Cue the recorder playing of My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> It'd be Lindsay Sterling. Um, no, it's, it's one of those things where, and I'm, I mean, with, with this community, we're all awkward, we're all introverts, and I, I have a huge case of imposter syndrome, so like, I, I feel like I'm just kind of faking everything. Um, but the, the year that we were really focusing on getting the creator's corner, um, you know, growing and big, um, you know, I'm always questioning myself whether I'm doing something right. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Um, and then I was just sitting there watching the room and this family, a uh, husband, wife, and their child um, just came up and they were doing arts and crafts as a family. And I'm just like, this is what it's about. Aww. Yeah, like, this, this is what I want out of it. That is it's, so sweet. I, I want people, I want people, I want families to I'm kind of getting teary-eyed right now <laughs> there's um, no crying at con wait, I don't know if I got any tissues around here <laughs> there's no crying at con you say oh, that no. for Tuesday yeah right exactly um, oh, no con, but it, it was just crud. like it's kind of like okay I think I'm on the right track because I mean it was it was just so just so wholesome and pure and I'm like this this is what we're here for and then um on the other side of it, just running the Creator's Corner with all you crazy people here. <laughs> the power. Um, no, just just the amount of appreciation I hear from you guys, it, it really means a lot to me. It, it also gets, I get a kick out of the fact that, that he does this, and he does this every year, and then he hasn't gotten to that part where he goes, I really, really regret inviting that Con Air guy. He was really <laughs> a nuisance this last year. Oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure every day, he, every Con he goes home and goes, I don't know why Cord keeps hiring that crazy guy with the with the weird makeup. Like, why does he always bring that, why does he always bring that weirdo? He always gets seal riled up, but he tries to pants her wife. <laughs> Jesus. No, it was, it was funny because uh, Malachi last year was cracking wise because we were helping Corgi clean up her booth and everything for the third day, and CL tried to pants my wife. And Malachi just walks past and goes, it's not the 18-plus panels, that's downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun here. We yeah. do. It's, <laughs> a, little it's bit. a miracle we get anything done. Well, and that's, and that's kind of how it started and kind of what I want to uh, have it continue to be is just that that kind of atmosphere because how it first started was <laughs> we had a vision no <laughs> no how it started is me greg and our art director alex we were talking about how cons around and i don't know if it's just maybe arizona the southwest or just cons in general like we thought that they did not bring enough light to their local community and our big thing here is like our community is our foundation. Like we would not be where we are, how successful we are without them. Correct. And so it's like, how, how do we give back? And so, <laughs> um, and so yeah, we were talking and um, we thought about having a space just for local people in like local rock stars in the community, anything from cosplay artists um prop makers you know podcasters and media they were scraping um, the bottle then the bottom then <laughs> <laughs> I and, found this and guy. just kind of and just kind of give them the spotlight that that they deserve 
and then it's and how it started was um, like I knew now. I knew a few people in the cosplay community, um, and I became friends with um, some local artists. Just kind of you know how long I've been doing conventions, and so it was at first it was just like a. I have friends who, who know how to do the cosplay and know how to do the art, so uh, I, I guess I'll just invite you know my, my friends who I know that are awesome, and it grew into it grew into <laughs> yeah, you, you saw the thumb pointing there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, and it and it just exploded into a I'm kind of you know deeper in these in these communities and I'm you know networking a bit more and you know trying to spot out people who I think would be a, you know, a, a good fit for this place. You know, just that f really friendly atmosphere. And, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, you had said that you just knew these people and then these people and you just started kind of inviting these people because you gained good communication and a good connection with them. Uh, recently, I started selling some products at, uh, at different little stores and this one lady, she's going, I have a coffee house starting um, do you know any cosplayers? I'm like, do I know any cosplayers? <laughs> and it's like, give me a few minutes. But it took me like two days. But I sent her uh, like 15 people. That <laughs> Here's these every cosplayer. The, these people are interested. Unfortunately, the downside is we're still in the midst of cosplay busy season. It's mm -hmm. easier for me to find the vendors than the cosplayers because the cosplayers are all out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right. it's like a ta trying to find a taxi in the middle New of Mexico, rush. New Mexico, New York, <laughs> Las, Los Angeles, all over the place because everybody Dude. has cons the same weekend. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'll find out more on September six, uh, 17th because that's when the event's supposed to actually happen. And I'm going to have a tent there, so <laughs> <laughs> not for the not for con here though. <laughs> I mean, it is my birthday month, so just yeah. saying. <laughs> just saying. I uh, might I'm, be able I'm to joking. get you a I, coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm a drag queen. I have to shamelessly promote, you know. <laughs> it, it's part of the territory. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, like, we all see the work that the volunteers and the staff do. We all see everything that you guys do. Not a lot of people thank you guys for it. I know it's a thankless job. I've worked with you at cons before I started doing Aww. the cosplay thing. Like, I remember you were my boss for, like, two sabos in a row because I had to work security because we were short on security. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I know how thank how thankless that job is. And the fact that you guys still come back every year and still do it means so much to everybody here. And, and we we super appreciate it. We really do. Um, you guys take care of the guests, too. Aww, and that's the other you. part that we, I, I dive on. We I'm, really appreciate hearing that. And it's it's really it's really labor of love. I mean, that's, that's why we're all here and why we all continue to be here. Because of you, Yahoo's. <laughs> yeah, because you can't leave us unattended. We'll burn the place down. I know. <laughs> That's pretty much true, actually. Oh, jeez. Saw the kids playing with I, the I'm just saying, you know, like, at 30 years old, I'm still a hot dumpster fire, so... Oh, no, same. I'll be, I'll be 32 next month. I uh, keep forgetting that you're, like, a year and a half older than me, because I, I turned 31 in, like, three weeks. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's still scary me. I'm the creepy old guy, so... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I broke 55 this year, so... Uh. Hey, 55 is, like, the new 35. Yeah. It's funny that I'm still doing this kind of stuff, because, you know, it's like, that sounds strange. You shouldn't yeah. be doing that in your age. What about I'm you, like, Robert? What, what's your origin story with Conair? I, I actually, oddly enough, um, I had friends that were uh, podcasters. Actually, they were brutal podcasters. They would hack everybody apart. Uh, no matter what the hell you did, they would tear you apart. Um, I followed them for a short period of time, and then when one of them decided to, he said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. 
uh, he went his own separate way, and then I realized I don't really like what these guys do anyway, so I kind of went with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I ended up um, following him, supporting him, uh, and I had I'd done some guest work and photos and stuff supporting his podcast shows that he was doing. But he ended up with, um, I don't know if you know the names or not, there was a DJ in town uh, for about 30 years named Dave Pratt. Sounds familiar. Yeah, he was the number one DJ in the state of Arizona for 30 years. Uh, most sought after. That's a good track record. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic. He's actually in like the radio uh, hall of fame type stuff. Oh wow! Anyway, so he he was a big name, and when he left radio, he went to terrestrial radio, or no, he left terrestrial radio. He went and created his own podcast network. And technically, he had one studio in uh, Scottsdale uh, on the Camelback Towers building. Um, and it was just the one little corner. And uh, three years later, it's pretty much the entire floor. Oh, wow. And he had, at one time, over 150 shows. So 150 podcasts going out right. over the same network. Wow. You know, and he's home, you know, he's homegrown. Uh, and my show was on there until they finally say, can you make more? And I'm like, dude, I'm juggling two jobs as it is. There's <laughs> no way I can oh, put wow. that much kind of content out. Dang. So I got removed. But anyway, I don't hold that against them. It's just that, it, you know, it was a fantastic network. Yeah. And my friends had shows on that network. And I... I was constantly there in the studio supporting them, taking pictures, kind of what I do at regular conventions now. Right. Um, but then now I podcast, and uh, not so much on the, it's not as much on the pictures as I would like. But okay. Right I on. wish I could do more. <laughs> how do you How do you think the? Uh, I my brain is in work mode. <laughs> oh, podcast, it went to go. The podcast <laughs> vertical. No, um, kind of like that podcast sphere, because if. At least in my perspective, like if you were if you were to talk about podcasts maybe ten years ago, it was more of like a niche market, and now it's like that's everyone. what people just do now is yeah, just listen everyone. to podcasts. Like Every- how, how has the scene changed? You know, it was really kind of weird because oh, over the years, and actually, you've done podcasting too. So. I have. My wife and I used to run a podcast called Fantasy Coffee before we got out of COVID and had to go back to work. Okay. <laughs> got retired because of some disease. Don't you hate that? <laughs> but. Uh, I've been doing it for six years now, and I, it's. I started our very first one was at Phoenix Comic Con back then, <laughs> and it was a blast. And we borrowed my friend's uh, Dave Pratt's little studio that he had put in okay. in Fan Fusion or in Comic Con, and we we did our our first ever podcast there, and it was fantastic. We enjoyed ourselves, and it just like, okay, I can definitely see this taking fuel. I've already gone through all my podcast people. You know, people have just gone, moved on, moved on, moved on. And I'm like, I must be a glutton for punishment. <laughs> because <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't get paid for this. Right. I don't, I'm not making a dime. But I've been doing it for six years. So I, there's got to be something in there. Right. <laughs> and there's definitely the passion. And, you know, doing it solo is kind of slow, a slow drain. Right. But once you add something that you can bounce off of people, have another co-host in there, it is easy to Looking get, at you. Yeah. It's <laughs> easy to get blown away by right. what you're doing and who you're talking to and who you're inviting. I mean, 
I was, and this is no offense to Ryan, I, I was looking for a 15-minute interview. Uh-huh. And we just got finished doing an interview with Ryan, which was fantastic. Love the interview. But it was more of an hour and 15-minute oh. interview. <laughs> yeah, it was like and 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and it was fantastic. And started going off on tangents. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, like I'm doing now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, not even close. Oh, it, but it's authentic. Yeah, it's, and it's this not is cookie cutter. Well, it's the true blood of what we do. Right. Well, and like me personally, when I consume any sort of content, like I would rather it be an hour that feels like true and real than like 15 minutes of just like emptiness. Yeah. The same five questions you ask the other guests. Exactly. And And, and the cookie cutter answers. That's one of the reasons why I like how we do it in most cases. I don't, I first started going, all right, I need to ask uh, how long uh, have you been doing this? What got you into this? What is your social security number? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How do we get a hold of this? And what do those pictures look like that you didn't have before, you know, they're hiding on, you know, (laughs) you know, the questions that, you know, that are so repetitious that you don't want them to do it. And we've been described originally as, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around the kitchen table and just talking shit. Right, right. <laughs> and that's the best way to do that, it. That's because kind of how it should be, right? Right. Yeah. I, I don't want us to have restraints, okay? I mean, there are a few things that I will have guidelines. I don't want box. Uh, I don't want sitting, someone standing on a box, a soapbox just rambling about, right. you know, certain things. I don't do politics. I don't do religion. Uh, I hit them both. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to touch those with a 10-foot pole. And because of that, the flow of real stories and information make it so much easier to come out. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've even done one at uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion. Uh, we did a, what I called a drunken podcast. Oh, it, no. was, it, was, <laughs> it was badly organized because we didn't start drinking until the podcast. Yeah. We should have started drinking two hours before the podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> hindsight 2020 there. Yeah. Did it like start off like normal and then just kind of like declined? Into well, a- <laughs> it was about an hour's long. So, you know, it was how many, how drunk can you get in an hour? Um, I was able to down a good couple of drinks, but <laughs> everyone else was kind of leisurely. Every, so. yeah, the real question is, are there jello shots involved? Because that's where you need the real answer. Yeah, but the, <laughs> have you ever tried to do jello shots in a, in a hotel room? Yes. Um, I don't have a refrigerator big enough to do it, and they didn't have a freezer. Well, also, like, do you want to record yourself like taking a Jello shot? Because it's probably just going to be full of like. That's a, that's noise. A, yeah, that, mean, that's a stream, but I'm pretty sure I could now, get that though. to go. I'm, and he, it's the craziest thing about this day and age. It's like no matter how niche, no matter how weird, like there's a market for it. There is. And I think what is happening now is like people are capitalizing on those things. Yeah, like oh had God, you told yes. me three, four years ago that a drag queen with a severe social anxiety issue would have a Twitch affiliate thing going on, I would have called you crazy. But here yes. I am as a Twitch affiliate now, you know, and right? I never would have thought that I'd be here, you know, working with you guys or anything like that. Like I never thought I'd get to this point. I thought my career would die after like one or two cons and that'd be it. Right. And, and I've actually got a Twitch channel too, but my unfortunately my home computer was such a dead oh, machine. No. Um, it didn't work out very well for me. Now, that's not to say I'm not giving up on it. I've got a machine that I'm putting together and I will be back streaming. There you go. Um, that's that's kind of my project right now. I'm actually working. <laughs> I say working as if it's not, you know, three years in the works, but <laughs> right. um, like I'm building my first PC. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, to be honest, you guys are like living my dream right now now because like i i really do want to start creating content like i do want to start streaming one day and um actually i really want to start a podcast 
Um, and so I, I'll, I probably, have, I'll probably be picking your guys' brains. And I that's fine. Like and and see, that. I don't yeah. even mind having. I I love sharing. You know, I I I have uh, corgi cosplay that's actually moving within. 15, 20 minutes of my house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're actually in Chandler, yeah. which is 20 minutes from that same area. Oh, yeah, you just moved here. Yeah, yeah. We, me so. and my wife are recent transplants here. Still getting used to the fact that going outside feels like walking into an oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because, like, when I was messaging you, like, houses around my area, I'm like, it'd be awesome to have them as neighbors. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, we're over in uh, Chandler right off of the 202 right there now. Okay. And uh, Corgi, or... or Damn, I keep calling her Corgi. You don't call your friends a Corgi. But, uh, I'm sure she'd be fine. N- Nicole, I call her Corgi all the Nicole time. is actually is moving into the 20260 area. So okay. she's kind of like right between us. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny because for the and it's I didn't know this until I started like hanging out with Nicole outside of conventions more. But like she was in my old stomping grounds like on the west side of the valley. That's like. Bro, you legit live like five minutes away from me. <laughs> but you see, I'm excited because now everyone's moving my way. And one of my goals, and I mentioned this uh, earlier, was to build a studio at a location out in the East Valley. Okay. Um, I have some connections that I can pull on certain things, but since I'm not a sponsored individual, I don't have an income for it. Right. But uh, some of the places that I've been looking at are like 500 bucks a month. You know, then you've got, you know, Electric. Is that a good or a bad price? Uh, that's actually an extremely good price for an office space. Okay. Yeah, because normally uh, it runs you like anywhere from twelve hundred to eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, like you know, full rent. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, because like um, my wife and I wanting to open a cafe, but there's no way in hell we can afford the the rent out here right now for something like that. Yeah. The, until and this is kind of the kicker that kicks you in the head. Until the real estate prices start coming down, we can't afford to do this, and then eventually we get down there, we can't sell what we had uh-huh. <laughs> because it's no longer worth what we had. Right. I mean. Two, you know, a couple of years ago, I bought my house for ninety grand. Oh wow! Yeah, now it's worth two hundred ninety grand. <laughs> and it's like, and you know, I, I didn't make any improvements, and so it's, you know, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> but anyway, the point being is, is that now that people are moving my way, I'm sitting there going, I want to get that studio built. There you go. Because I can build a studio, and in some cases, I'm thinking I could rent the services of the studio so people who want to restart a podcast or start their own podcast can come there and boom knock out a podcast put it on a thumb drive or upload it from there and you're ready to rock and roll you're all you have to do is come with the a theme uh, a, a passion for whatever you do there you go and that's what i'm saying that's the kicker if you have a passion for something this is you can go balls to the wall right and, you know, everyone I'm, has I'm all four people following their dreams and passions. Yeah. And, like, if you ever do want to start up that podcast thing, dude, I want to start mine back up. We can always collab and figure something out, too. For sure, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and now and that I'm local, I can bug you more. Yes. <laughs> awesome. No, and, and it's, like, like, just kind of being in this community for so long. Um, it's, like, I know, like, I had... It's one of those self-doubt things where it's, like... I have the equipment. I think I have the know-how. Like, I know the connections. Because, like, not only do um, I know a lot of people in our local community, but I've also become friends with, like, bigger-name voice actors that would, um, if I asked, they'd probably say yes. And, like, it's... I don't know what's stopping me, but... See, my biggest thing is I like to have people there. I don't want to do a Zoom 
I'm sure it's hard doing it by yourself. Well, no, what I mean is, is that if you're going to, like in your case, we reach out to a bigger name, you know, I would rather have the bigger name be in the studio with me instead right. of doing a Zoom call because my mind, that's impersonal and that is exactly what everyone else is already doing. I want the right. person in an, in the ta- on the table right there so that you can keep that conversation. I know where your mind was going on that part, too, by the way. You're um, alone. <laughs> so alone. She's, she's talking about that, so, uh, the, the jello shots off of bodies again. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't mention body shots. I just mentioned jello oh, shots. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where you all went. You Maybe it was my mind going there. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, having that studio where you can bring those people in. Right. You know, and there's so, so many off, so often these people are actually passing through or in town for some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, catching them at a con makes it a little bit difficult unless you happen to have a table at the con. Right. Now, if you're a situation of they're passing through and they're doing some other, you know, fly by night stuff, you can turn around going, hey, you want to stop by? I've got a podcast studio and I'd really love to have you for an hour, you know. And, and just go for it because there are so many people that are just that accessible. Right. Then um, there are some people that say, uh, you pay me for this? And then I'm like, okay, this conversation <laughs> right. <gone. laughs> If I don't get paid, you're not getting paid. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Who are you? I'm Canada. <laughs> Let me just date myself there. <laughs> Bring back some Italia cringe. <laughs> you know, I was raised in Canada. So, <laughs> so, so since you guys kind of do this more on a regular basis, question for you. Because, I mean, like, in... If and or when I get to a point where I start wanting to, like, you know, kind of do my own content, what is the line between being unique and having, like, a shtick or a gimmick? So, in my personal experience, and this is uh, this is just based off my Twitch channel that I have, um, that, that very fine line falls between who you are and who you present yourself to be. And this is just my opinion. Don't, don't take my word as gospel. Um, I, I will do that. Does, oh. I don't want to get sued if anybody has any problems out there. This this is, you know, NDA right here. You um, heard it I, here I, first. This <laughs> is the truth. If, I anybody, had if I get in trouble, blame Malachi. Um, anyway. It's okay. Everyone else does. It's fine. No, um, like my, I will fully admit, when I first started, I thought I was a, a niche streamer because mm-hmm. I was a openly transgender male who was basically streaming throughout my transition and thought that this was a, a unique thing. And it went from being that to people knowing me as a socially awkward streamer who stutters a lot and always cracks wise about his own social ineptitudes. And now I'm known as that guy who, you know, always says, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh exactly. at? So, like, it just becomes a point of when you find what you're doing and you, like, you walk, I always recommend go back, rewatch your streams. It's not being vain. It's seeing what you did. It's listening to what you said always rewatch your content and see what worked and maybe if you try something new and it didn't quite work maybe try it once more time but if it doesn't work again then get rid of it you know just find that fine line for yourself the part where it stops being you and what you want the internet to see you to be okay never stop being you if and you try to be what the internet wants you to be you're never gonna get anywhere yeah don't don't try to be that person that's fitting in because you see that um, there are a bunch of girls that are sitting in um, little jacuzzis that are blown up in their spare bedroom. Um, okay, there's four and a half million of those people. Right. Okay, unless you think you can be better than the top ones, no, it's not worth it. Find a niche. So, for example, a couple of years ago, one of my interviewees that I inter- that we interviewed 
was a streamer um, from Chicago area uh, who happened to be at Game On Expo. Mm -hmm. And his agent reached out to Con Air and said, would you like to do an interview with my, my client? And I said, sure would. And we met and we did the interview. His niche is pinball. Okay. He streams pinball. He's got a camera above so you can see what he's That's seen. Cool. He's got a camera on the scoreboard. And a lot of the time, he's got a beer sitting on the edge. There you go. Um, and that's his stream. And he did, he, Streaming now, the, uh, the 1990s Windows. Right. <laughs> Windows <game>. uh, <laughs> version, in my mind, I have a similar version. I'm not going to actually be going into detail because I don't want someone to steal it until I get it up and running. But I have a similar version of, that, uh, of his view. And I'm very anxious to get a workspace, a podcast studio, or a um, a um, uh, recreational kind of. Uh, to be honest, if I had the opportunity, if I could rent a warehouse, okay, I would rent a warehouse because I could fill it with project ideas. There, right there, you go. Uh, and and I, we actually had a conversation about it, and she was talking about what she would love to do if she had the opportunity. And I'm sitting there going, you know how close that is to exactly what I was just thinking and my thoughts? So we're already on the same link when it comes to that. So I think it's whoever get, makes any money first. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, it is a project that I could see skyrocketing All right. in its niche. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something I could see exploding, Absolutely. especially in an ever-growing community of cosplayers. And I'm and sure geeks. that, like you know, with your friend group, with everybody that you know, you could easily find your your little like corner that you fit in that you can eventually expand into your own creator's corner. I hope so, one of these days. Because like I, I'm the person that has like a million ideas about like well things that I think are cool. But I, I don't know what it is, but the execution is just a little bit harder. It sometimes it is. And that's where a lot of the, the, the challenge and the strategy comes involved. How okay. do I put this out there? Mm -hmm. How can I afford it? How can I put it out there to where it looks different? I mean, I've even thought about streaming live, putting up cameras on the hall and streaming live. But okay. I, I don't think the corner, uh, creator's corner gets enough flow for that. So if I officially was going to do something like that, I'd probably do it in the main hall. Right. But streaming live the convention from there, you know, and maybe have one or two people that would actually go into a panel and stream the entire panel. If, you, if you've been to Fan, Phoenix Fan Fusion, you know that they go around and videotape many of the, the, the panels and things like that. I would love to do it here live. All right, right Can on. you see that streaming live, uh, a whole convention tour? Not, not to say why I don't want you to come to the convention, just stay at home and watch. Yeah. But you can see what you're missing. Right. You know, this the masquerade. Come down here. <laughs> yeah, the masquerade. Can you see the masquerade being streamed? The skits, if you had oh, yeah. more of them. Eight skits would probably not do very long. But yeah, <laughs> the, the skit contest hasn't had a lot of entries the past couple of years, but hopefully that's changing because there's a lot of people who said they were interested. Hopefully. Right. I mean, um, with the last couple turnarounds of the skit contest, like, it's blowing up. Like, I'm so happy for it. It's actually how I got my start with Sabo was with the skit contest. Oh, was it? My very first ever Sabo, I came with a uh, now former friend, 
and my girlfriend at the time, and we all decided at the last second, 20 minutes before sign-up was closed, we were going to do an on High School Host Cup skit. Oh, wow. Literally came up with it backstage in the green room. Didn't know what we were doing. It just said, screw it. Let's see what happens. And How'd you do? We didn't place at all. And <laughs> but it was fun, right? I, well, it doesn't help that I was dressed as Tamaki, and I was just finding my, my little, like, my convoy, so to speak, because I'd been to cons before. I've been doing cosplay for years, but I've never been the center of attention. I just, I cosplayed and I went with my buddies. So getting on stage and being like, oh, God, we didn't record any audio. I have to do this live. Oh, God. And now look at you. You demand attention. And now I'm a drag queen. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's par for the course. <laughs> but, um... No, like, I, I want to see the skit contest get bigger. I want to see it succeed. Definitely. And from what I've noticed, um, as far as, like, entries and everything go, it's like there might not be a crazy oh, no, amount, but the quality is solid. I'm going to have to talk to somebody. You got your food, and I didn't. I, I mean, it's... I, I'm not in charge here. Malachi's, you know, the one sitting here slacking off. I'll have to, yeah, <laughs> I'll have to find out who I'm going to have to talk to to get I, I food around this I might have to speak to a manager. Place. I don't know. Um, I mean, I need, uh, where's my Karen wig? I forgot my Karen wig at home. I'll take my boss. Let <laughs> <laughs> me talk uh, to my boss about that. I don't want to talk to Greg. He's busy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's scary when he's angry. <laughs> I've only seen him angry twice, and that was enough. Right. But no, like, it, it's really cool that you guys, you know, as volunteers and as staff, give so many opportunities for all the cosplayers to find something unique. Yeah, and that's and like I said, that was kind of our goal. It's like the attendees and you know all these local, these uh, talented local people. Like you are, you are the heart of why we are successful. Oh, I knew I was special. <laughs> I'm special as a short bus special. <laughs> I know I'm special, but who's the said guy? <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke, guys. Nineties humor. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Fix that in post. <laughs> I'm 80, so I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I was born in 91, so... <laughs> uh, once again, we're back to that, oh, God, I feel old. <laughs> eh. I'm 30, and I feel like I'm 50, so... Like, back pain intensified. <laughs> you, you hit 30, and it just immediately, the warranty expires, and it's all downhill. Right. <laughs> and that's actually one of my taglines, by the way. My warranty's expired, so don't expect much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, going downhill. <laughs> But uh, uh, luckily, in uh, doing podcasting, it's not very physical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still able to get up on stage and do stuff. So I'm going to do it as long as I can until my body says, nope, you're not walking right. up that two steps right there. Until it's really hard to get that wheelchair on stage. In that, that case, I'll just I'm working myself on that. Out. I'm working on When it gets to the wheelchair, I'll just throw myself on stage and pull myself across stage going, hi, what's up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nails for a reason. <laughs> Actually, well, you can do that one with the, uh, the the horror one where the girl's kind of coming out of the TV. Oh, Remember yeah. that one? Uh, the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be that flexible, and then I had a back injury during rodeo. Oh, no. <laughs> I was that flexible, and then I woke up. <laughs> I've seen some of your videos. Like, impressive. I Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that outside of con and drag, I also do rodeo for a living, and I'm officially a steer rider and a bull wrestler. So, like, it's a miracle I'm still standing. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that crosses there. You got bull riding. You got. So, <laughs> that's a seemingly odd that's, mix of interests. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, <laughs> I'm like, um, uh, I'm, outside of all this, I'm also a member of the International Gay Rodeo Association, which does a lot of work for charity. And um, it, it is a full on rodeo. Like, we do rodeo events. I steer ride, I rope, I, I do all that. But one of the events that I do that makes the gay rodeo is called goat dressing. <laughs> and it's a team of two who have to put a pair of underwear on a goat. Oh, my oh, God. And that wow. would be a contest. And so far, my wife and I are actually placed 15th across the nation wow. for top times. 
So you're gotta, like pretty famous. Got to have I, one of those I, little spirals. I don't spy think I am, rings. but apparently I am because I went to uh, SabakaCon this year, actually. Okay. And somebody pulled me aside uh, when I was talking. God, who was I talking to? I was talking to I was talking to Toby and Chris, uh, mom and pop. Okay. And somebody walks by oh, and goes, "Oh my God, you're cute cosplay." And I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you know me? What? <laughs> Whatever it is, I didn't do it." Whatever it is, I didn't do it. And they're like, no, I follow your Instagram. I, I just came out as, as, you know, male to female, and you're a huge inspiration, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, cool, that's awesome. Two hours, exactly two hours later, I'm walking over to go check out the masquerade. And somebody pulls me aside and goes, hey, aren't you that drag performer with the rodeo? What the hell? Of all the places <laughs> to get recognized. That's awesome. It was awesome. But at the same time, it's like, why would you recognize me for rodeo at an anime con? <laughs> <laughs> You, you made an impression. I did because they had, there's apparently videos circling of me on the internet getting thrown over the head of a steer in Arkansas. It's While putting internet. a pair of underwear <laughs> on a goat. Oh, no. That one, I was dressed as a drag queen. And they put me on the steer. The steer didn't like it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah there's awesome. apparently video of that circulating around, and it made its way to Sabaku, and I'm just like, why? 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 <laughs> why? Why, to, God? You'll have to send that video to I, me. I, I will find it and send it to you because now yes. that I know it's out there, there's no point in hiding it because I know you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a way. Search Google. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll just I'll message it to you later because it's it's interesting. It was the first time I ever actually got injured too. I dislocated my shoulder that day. Ooh, no boy. Bueno. That was fun because when when 240 pounds lands on one joint, it's great. Oof. But Oof. I still got up and walked away and did the event the next day. There you go. That was the underwear event the next day? Or? No, the, that was still the wild drag event the next day. My wife couldn't make it, so we couldn't be a goat dressing team. And my uh, friend wasn't feeling up for it because it was hot and humid, and he doesn't run in the humidity. <laughs> That's yeah. That sounds like a whole new story there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I could easily do a podcast just off rodeo stories if I didn't have to worry about being a title holder and being you know PG-13 and all this. There's a lot of not PG-13 stories that would make up 9% of the podcast. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll wait till my step down, and then I'll do the podcast. There we go. <laughs> you talk about the bull getting the horns. <laughs> Uh, that, that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's a different podcast. That is a very different podcast. Yeah, that is, I, that I, is I, I am rated for ex- <laughs> I am rated for explicit. So this is not a fa- this is not Macy Lee family. So. How many f bombs do we get? I don't. God, I don't know. I don't give a shit. And I've been censoring <laughs> myself all day trying to be good. God damn it! <laughs> right, I I do. You know, I do go out of my way to try not to swear too much because I do have a lot of younger yeah. individuals, but. You know, I I turn put out that warning, and ever so often there's I'll get carried away, and then I'll, I'll just say fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, that's one <laughs> F bomb down. Yo. Yeah. But, but um, no, like honestly, <laughs> it's it's been so cool getting to getting to hang out with you guys and everything, like after, especially after COVID. You know, after COVID, yeah. we were really worried what was going to happen with the con scenes. And it's a party I'm, going on. <laughs> it's just a testament to how amazing this community is because uh, we we got the green light for last year's Sabo because um, you know we took unfortunately a couple years off due to the pandemic um, but yeah we got the green light for 2021 last year was 2021 yeah okay yes yes 21 it's all it's all time is relative it was right? the, fir- it was the first year back um, after COVID because I so remember do you guys remember how how big Sabo was last year? It was I very big. Because we got I the, was sales handler. Right. <laughs> we got the green light that we can have an event four months before the event. Yeah. That was and I so, remember there was a scramble to get everything put together in time. Yeah, and it was 
it was one of those things where it's like we didn't foresee it opening for a bit and then all of a sudden like green Boom. light go 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 and so it was all the ground de- running it was all departments um, you know <laughs> banning banning together and it was it was shocking and amazing because it's like okay well we're we're coming hopefully coming down from a pandemic and you know a lot of people are still going to be really wary about you know going you know going out there and you know being outside being in crowds so we're going to be like we're not going to be surprised if you know we have a huge dip in numbers from the last convention mm-hmm. not was going not to the happen. case last year people were <laughs> people were itching to go to the event because like me personally the reason why i love this so much is to see you guys see my friends see my con family it's and i think a lot of people were just were just missing that so it, it grows every year and i'm anxious to find out how the numbers are for this year oh yeah we we look um, forward to the end of monday every oh. year because we love to hear hear those numbers just go up right up oh up. yeah well it's a it's a give and take we don't want to see monday because that means it ends but yeah. we want to know the numbers <laughs> right. of how it ends. <laughs> I'm also guilty of collecting all the extra badges too, because I just I love the artwork that gets put out by the because all, all the artwork is done by the community, isn't it? Yes. Um, so Alex, our art director, um, he's he's kind of my um, ears to the ground guy when you know recruiting artists for like our creators corner, because um, it's it's not a community that I'm particularly dip my hands in too much. Um, but like I trust his judgment and he, um, you know, he runs his own little comic book company. So like he knows a lot of crazy good artists. He knows the potential in people. Um, and so when he took on his role as art director, he's like, I want to do something new and unique with these. And the past couple years, um, all of our badges have been essentially collector's pieces. Um, you know, because I keep all mine. I know that. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, no, like the artwork is so phenomenal, and I love collecting because it lets me find those artists later on to see, like you know, yeah. hey, I got, oh, yeah. I got the badge you did. Can I see what else you have for available? Exactly. I just have, there's a corner of my bedroom that has a ne- nails in the wall, and I just keep hanging them up there. I'm eventually gonna have to put you know train New spikes, <laughs> train spikes <laughs> in there because you know, they're, I, they're starting to weigh down my wall. I, I, <laughs> I made a point to collect like every badge of every con I've ever been to, but like after year ten, I'm just like I don't know where to put these anymore. I've I actually have, been debating about making them, them into curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about making them into curtains, just kind of stick them together, there you go. or attach them to where they just kind of hang in front of the curtain. Oh the, yeah, the window. Or maybe like the um, like the self adhesive lamination to make like a, a waterproof curtain kind of thing, so they don't yep. get damaged. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Now I'm thinking shower. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm Look just at all these cons <laughs> no. I've been to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show these to everybody (laughs) while I'm in the shower. No. (laughs) That's the R-rated commercial. Yeah. (laughs) Not going there. (laughs) But I I do love um, how well you guys, and I said it before and I'll say it again, you take care of your guests very well. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen, now I haven't been invited to to conventions, but I, I go as media and I've, even as media, I've never seen guests taking care as well. I mean, we, uh, I mean, we definitely appreciate that. And we just strive to give you guys the best experience as possible. Because, I mean, like I said, un- unfortunately there are events out there that maybe don't treat their guests as well as they deserve. And we want to be that, that great experience that people can have. Yeah. 
I'm still waiting for the Jello Shot room, though. It's <laughs> gonna have to happen one day. One of these, one of these cons, probably next year. Once, once I'm not unpacking for moving. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because you know, theoretically, by next year, I'll be an actual guest. Yeah. I'm, we'll I, I'm, I've been applying for six years, so let's see if year seven is the one that breaks it. <laughs> seven times a charm. As I said, I, I had, I, I think I physically had to twist an arm this year. Yeah. So it's like, God, come on, I but, just really um, want to do it again. Come on. No, we, we really do appreciate how well you treat everybody here. The guests, the attendees, the volunteers. I kind of wish they had more food, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out what happened with yours. I don't know I what don't happened. I don't know what just happened. just came by and dropped two boxes and... Cause she had the that one, yeah, and and I didn't get nothing. I, yeah. Somebody, I'm, I'm somebody's getting some, some food kneecaps busted. <sighs> somebody, I, I see some kneecaps being busted in the near future. Um, <laughs> I think it was. I, I, I enjoy ki- <laughs> kids out there, whoever listening, do not commit violence. It is not good. Prison orange is not your power color. <laughs> But I have to tell myself that every con because there's always that one person that's just like, oh, please go away. <laughs> You're testing me right now. Mm-hmm. Violence, but thankfully, violence. being a drag queen, I can put up with a lot. <laughs> one of these days, oh. I'll drag out to one of my drag shows, full pun intended. Do it. I'm for it. Drag. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it's it, it's been a blast, and I love the fact that it, we still have two more days to go. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, geez, we, yeah, we've got so much content just today alone. The next two days is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> it's, I, oh. As as I was saying earlier, <laughs> we've gotten carried away way more than I was originally planning because yeah. I was trying. To, I'm saying, okay, okay, I'll, it's only gonna be a 15 minute interview. Won't be an issue. 15-minute interview. We just did a run for with Orion. It was like a mi- an hour and, and 20 minutes. You know, we've been doing this one for 49 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I'm waiting for Greg to come down going, where's my, where's my guy? Okay. <laughs> you, you remember how I was saying that, okay, I really want to hit that goal of my 100th episode, right. but I know I'm 10 episodes away. That Ooh. is an impossible thing, to, and this is what I was saying. That is an impossible thing for me to do at Sabo. <laughs> There's just no way I'm going to pull out 10 hours of stuff. <laughs> I've already got almost two, <laughs> and a podcast has already wow. been put up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We might hit that 100th episode by Monday. <laughs> I know that. I'm sitting there going, oh, my I God. Mean, if you keep him at 15 minutes. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. There's a good chance I'll be here for the 100th episode this week. I, yeah. I know when, when you came up to me and you're like, can I just borrow you for 15 minutes? Like, the back of my head is like, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all I was thinking. I mean, most you'd be surprised how often people come here and they're like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> when did you get How did you get started? Five years uh, ago. <laughs> I saw. At six years old, I was yeah. born without a face. Uh, <laughs> I my saw mother forgot to show up to my birth. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a costume. I liked it. I made one. It was great. And I came. <laughs> uh, but, and, and, and that's how simple it was. I, there were people that I've had to poke and prod just to get enough information out of them for a five. I, I, you would think 15 minutes is not that hard. You would think. I mean, I would think. But I've actually had people to where I'm sitting there going, I can't get seven minutes out of this person. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, and, and some of them had interesting stories, you know, and I would just like, this This would be awesome if I could get them to talk. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, it's a podcaster's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to deal with these things. <laughs> but... These are also the reasons why I like this because I'm on a, not on terrestrial radio, so I am not held 
accountable <laughs> and limited to you know, 15 minute hour, whatever. Right. Well, if we get re- by FCC guidelines, right? Yeah, fuck with them. I think that might be the reason why podcasts have exploded so much. Because like before podcasts, all you had was like Twist. network television, radio, where right. you like you had such crazy guidelines of what you can produce. Mm-hmm. And once one person was been like, hey. I can possibly do this by myself, and I don't have to abide by any rules, and I can just do my own thing. And especially with, I think nowadays, like, uh, like society is expressing like their their uniqueness, and I think that's just blossomed into you know bigger conventions, more people, um, different, you know, kind of following their passions. Yeah, different conventions, though, it. too. And that's the funny thing is, is that originally it was just Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And then it started, like, Comic-Con turned into kind of more of a media-con. You know, it's yeah. an, it may not change the name, but it's an, now you've got movies and TVs and actors and stuff there. Where do the comic book guys go? Yeah. And so. I'm sure that's also a part of it, where nerd culture became the mainstream, so people mm-hmm. were more comfortable with, you know, getting their nerdiness out there. Right. We're no longer being thrown into dumpsters behind the cafeteria Seriously, at lunch hour. Though. Well, I don't know <laughs> well, about and, that. And, like, I that haven't was... thrown anybody in there for a while. Well, oh, like, oh <laughs> you're talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already have an idea of, like, uh, the uh, like a video or whatever I want to make, like, whenever I do, s- eventually, uh, like, start my own podcast was, like, if you were to tell me 10 years ago that comic book movies would annihilate Hollywood, where conventions become big business hits, I'd be like, first of all, get out of my house. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. second of all, like, I wouldn't believe you because, like, it wasn't that long ago. Well, I, I say that, but I also think, like, 20 years ago was, like, the 70s and 80s so (laughs) you were barely (laughs) conscious 20 years ago (laughs) but like it didn't seem that long ago where like me and my friends would play Yu-Gi-Oh in the school library and we'd get bullied for it and we would draw like our little uh little comics in class and that be like you guys are side margin there right (laughs) yeah now that's spread out I mean we're gonna have to start doing uh geek uh, security, the geek police, you know, the bunch of geeks <laughs> yep. will come around going, we're the protective people, you know. And you yeah, soon it'll be the geeks going, you know, hey, I can do your homework, give me your lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer going to be, give we, me your lunch money, do my homework. We always knew that the geeks would rule the world. Eventually. I mean, it, and like, it, my God, it's happening right now. It, it's like fighting dragon sets. The geeks shall inherit the earth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But if you also think about it, as you were saying, uh, how uh, Hollywood has had to make changes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, some of the biggest movies in in uh, in in history are now more computer, more yep. geek right. based. I mean, when James Cameron came up with Avatar, I mean, to be honest, you don't see ninety five percent of the actual actors. You right. only get those human actors that in that small period of time right. there. Well, everybody uh, with, else is with created. With the case of Avatar, hadn't James Cameron like 
had been on that project for like decades. They just yep. he he was just way too far ahead of what technology could offer. They didn't have the the technology to do what he, he had wanted to create. To do. See, that's the thing. He had to create the technology. It's like with the Matrix too, though. That was years in the works before they realized they could find the camera work to do what they wanted to do right. with the slow mo shots. Yeah, and they bought it to, from him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he, he he finessed the 3D technology. If you would have had 3D. You know, compared 3D to the from the best guys that did it before James Cameron, mm -hmm. he would still put them to shame because his 3D is so right there, lifelike. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm sitting there going, I I can almost see somewhere's down the road that they're going to create, and this may be a scary part. Uh, they may create legalities and technology out there to where we're still going to be able to see. John Wayne movies, brand new John Wayne movies. Oh my goodness! Clipped together. I mean, and computer generated. They kind of did that with the Bruce Lee documentary, didn't they? Um, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, uh, perfect example is like the fourth Toy Story movie. Don Rickles passed away before he could finish it, so they pieced together his parts based off of the archive of all of his voice clips. Um, and Star I Wars. I haven't seen it yet, but isn't that what they did with Top Gun Maverick? With which one? Top Gun Maverick. I have not seen it either. I've, they, I've, I've seen it, but I don't know who I you're talking they, about. Val Kimmer's still alive. Yeah, no, but, but he, he had, had an uh, issue like with a, his vocal cords. His right. Vocal cords yeah, so I think they took either examples from either other movies or um, like sound archives from the original Top Gun right. and actually pieced together his voice. Well, he, he still can speak a little. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but it is extremely painful. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so and I really, the reason why I know that is, is one of my friends uh, hosted him down in uh, Tombstone for Tombstone Days. Oh, nice. Uh, and he goes down there every year, and he's, he gets the opportunity to hang out with Val Kimmer, uh, Dennis, awesome. Qu Dennis Quaid, uh, you know, and all these different people that are attached to different projects when it comes nice. to Tombstone. So he loves the Val Kimmer, and I keep telling him, I says, you know, if you can get Val in town, I would really love to, to hang out. Um, wouldn't we all? <laughs> well, see, that is not too long die. ago, about a year or so ago, I did get the opportunity to hang out with Tom Wolpat from the Dukes of Hazard. There we go. Uh, nice. And that was cool because is that the they one that's actually local that actually lives here. No, he actually. There's one that lives in Arizona. I don't. I don't think so. I don't remember. No, I think Tom's not from town, um, and I know that I don't know about John, and I know Daisy's definitely not from here, but. Uh, uh, Tom actually agreed to come back, and he's actually going to work uh, a movie project with some other friends of ours. Nice. So it's going to be interesting. I'm trying to get attached to that. Nice. But, you know, I have to say we need to close this up because we are shutting down. Part yeah. two comes tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're, two, we're, we're shutting down the creator's corner because they are closing down the hall. We have done, filled up our space. <laughs> and you, it's Malachi, been a blast. Thank you, for taking this 15 minutes. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah man, 15, 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> it no, it I, felt I, a little I longer. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, thank you for everything you do for the con. Like, Aww. without you guys, we wouldn't be able to have these safe spaces to enjoy ourselves. So yes, thank and you. I and, enjoy it. And it's really good hearing that because that's really what we strive is because we, if we, if we break it down, even though nerd culture is the mainstream, it's like we're all awkward we're all misfits in some way or another and that's kind of what we strive is to have that space to where we you know we don't want you guys to feel any judgment for who you are well i will tell you this from this point if con airs can invited more often <laughs> um i have all <laughs> wink, kinds wink, of, wink, <laughs> wink. i have all kinds of new ideas that to expand 
to be honest. Awesome. I, I would love to, you know, still do what I'm doing here. Cram in the, the interviews. Interview everybody we possibly can because I want to grab actual attendees and get some of them All in right. here also. Right on. Um, find out their point of views on certain things. But uh, that's part of my goal is to expand my here um, tables, backdrops, everything, yeah. and make it more of a production. There you go. Um, and then if I can get some steady co-hosts, you know, people will hang around for more than a, a couple of weeks, <laughs> you know, that, that we can actually get, uh, you know, some serious content moving. Yeah. I mean, and, and one thing I do love about this community <clears throat> um, is that, like, just being a little bit in, like, the cosplay community, like, I know how pretty close-knit <laughs> they can be. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, my hand's totally froze. <laughs> it no, doesn't want to work. It's a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's but like it. even in like the uh, like the artist community, it's like everyone knows everyone, and like I love that. Like everyone can just collab off of each other. There's so many places that we can intercept together. I mean, if you really think about it, even like in the cities, uh, Mesa has Second Friday, uh, Phoenix has First Friday. You know, there's so many places that w technically, if everything is in full swing and no diseases going around, uh, or viruses, whatever you want to call it, um, we virtually have the ability to, to, I can see, I'll see you Friday. I'll see, you know, I'll see you on Saturday. I'll see you at this con. You know, because it's just built that much stronger every time and then there's all these new little cons that just keep popping up uh, i was at uh, apache junction uh, library con and somebody had um uh what was it the ponies pretty what what the little ponies um, my, little my, little pony? my little pony okay there was a my little pony con <laughs> oh starting up yeah. and i'm sitting there going seriously is that still crazy popular <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It can't be as bad as DashCon, though. We don't talk about we that We don't talk one. about DashCon. <laughs> so, anyway, once again, uh, I appreciate you stopping in and giving us a yeah, chance course. to do some interviewing. Anytime. And we love the stories, and we'll hopefully get more the next time around. You know, because this one was so short. We, oh, yeah. we don't want to cut these interviews short. We want you to be able to get those stories out there. <laughs> Full link. Director's cut. Yep. Director's cut. Seven and a half hours of Malachi. I may. That'll get those views up. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> anyway, oh. it's good to have you. Well, hopefully, we'll continue to see you throughout the rest of the weekend. No one will uh, get harmed. Yeah, and no definitely. One will get I dying. mean, <laughs> I still got work to do. I still got to feed you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we got to figure out what happened to your food. Uh, by the look of my wife, that better be quick, too. <laughs> she's yeah, she, they, she's they got that hours, violent look you, on her face. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Thanks. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.